Wow, praise the Lord. Amen. Have you guys been having a wonderful time? Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. As we come today to conclude uh, the sessions, this is not even a conclusion per se. I would say it is just putting it at a comma. Just uh, allowing us to be able to go ahead and also being able uh, to meditate on the things that we have. Uh, in, the, in the meditation of the things that we have already had, it causes us to adjust our, our mental faculty to be able to do that which demands of us. I was listening this morning uh, to Pastor Leroy, and uh, you know, he focused on that scripture that you were building, but he, you know, to me, every time I listen to another man of God, another son of God, another servant of God, I, 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 I enjoy to tap something that I don't know, and I cannot deny that I, I didn't know, or I knew or make myself better than him or whoever can speak before you. You know, when he was bringing us the, the, the projections on the screen and telling us about the city and what was happening in the city, the idolatry, the, the immolarity, the all things, and the, the, the place where they would go and anoint, and now Jesus is coming and bringing the clarity that he is the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. That really stood out for me. It really stood out for me because he's reminding me of my journey with God that there is no any other better place to be than to be in Christ Jesus. And also how he, how, how he brought it clearly to us, this understanding of some of the things that we see around you know, all these uh, funny stuff that are going on the media with our, with our youth. It is something that is not new. And I was kind of thinking this afternoon, you know, trying to take a nap. I was trying to think of uh, the same spirit that Jesus spoke there with his disciples on the shrine, the shrine of that God. That God that people would even, you know, drop the children you know, and offer sacrifices. He spoke there so that they may know. You know, this reminds me of Elijah. Elijah calls for a battle. Elijah was a very brave man. But at the same time, he, he realized he was also a coward. The guy calls for the 400 prophets of Baal, and he wants to show them the power of God. And where did Elijah take the battle? Elijah took the battle on their own shrine, on their own stronghold, Mount Carmel. That tomorrow let us meet on, where, where you are saying your God is, let us meet in that mountain. You know it is, <laughs> if you try to think of the, of the things that are happening around our world today, and you are telling the enemy, don't come into my my jurisdiction, let us meet where, where you exercise, where you plan. Let us meet there. Then when they met there, Elijah was, I know I tend to think maybe if it was today, he would maybe take a cold pop and stay at a corner and wait for these guys to do their drama. And, he, you know, he kept encouraging them, hey, call on your God, maybe he's dead. Maybe he's asleep. Maybe he's watching a football Maybe he's doing something. And these guys, they called. These guys, they called. These guys, they called. I'm telling you, until evening, Elijah knew the kingdom of God was within him. When his time came, when his time came, Elijah said, add water. Take more gallons of water. Add on, the, on that altar. For I know my God that answered by fire. And I'm telling you, when he called on his God, on that Mount Carmel, 
the gods of Jezebel and the husband on that Mount Carmel, everything came down. But do you know, there is another spirit that is called the spirit of Jezebel that can seriously intimidate us men of God, servants of God. Because there is a message that came to the ears of Elijah and he took off. He went crying, God. You know, you have come from conquering 400 prophets of Baal. The guy runs away and says, Lord, now it is only me that remains. After Mimi, take me away. Take me away, God. Take me away. You know, when Pastor Leroy was bringing the word of God, that, that came to me, to me very much. That Jesus stood at the stronghold of this God that people were giving their flesh, their lives, and their children that were small. And there he declared, that is, not the, that is not where you pour the oil and you anoint. I am the anointed one. I am the Christ, the Messiah. And when, when, when I went this afternoon, <laughs> I went looking into my notes and I said, I think I need to, I, I, I think I need to take that shape as we, as we put things on hold. I want to, to take that shape so that we may make a, a better conclusion or put things in hold. But I'm telling you, Jesus, on that particular day, he questioned people. Who do people say that I am? And I've been thinking of how many of us can be in a church. We can be in this boat, but at the same time, we might not, in reality, know or be able to tell. And he there is a reference that came to us about that woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. When he met with the anointed one, and this man is able to tell him about her life, she couldn't keep it for herself. She went into her village and she told people about this one man. Because when they, you know, God is the anointer. This is coming in me. God is the anointer. Jesus is the anointed. The Holy Spirit is the anointing. Did you get that? God is the anointer. God himself. Jesus himself, he's there. I am the chosen. I am the Messiah. I am the anointed. God the anointer, Jesus the anointed, the Holy Spirit the anointing. When the Holy Spirit comes, he comes to help us in the formation works of God's kingdom in our life. No wonder Jesus will tell his disciples, I know you have worked with me. I have taught you all the primary foundations of the kingdom. But he still tells them as we enter into the acts of the apostles, may you tarry and wait. Wait. And it was not only a waiting. It was a waiting in a higher place. We are told that they went in an upper room, in an elevated position. Stay there and wait. For when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be my witnesses. Yeah. One day I was studying and digging deeper in this word witness, and I realized, beside me witnessing of what the Messiah has done, the word has a connotation of a martyr. Someone that is ready to die for what he has seen. For when we receive the kingdom of God, we are not only becoming witnesses of telling people there is the kingdom or the kingdom is here, but I am ready to give my life for this one kingdom. You go and search for yourself and say, martyr. Like you hear of those martyrs in India that died and other many places. It has that connotation. So in John 16, from verses 14, 
He says, He shall glorify me, for he shall take of mine and shall disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I say that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. A little while you will no longer behold me. And again a little while you will see me. The Holy Spirit of God is there to disclose to us everything that pertains of the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to bring understanding. He comes so that the sons of God will continue to become. And you see, becoming is a process. It is a journey. Nobody wakes up today and says, I want to be. You have to go. Some of us go for four years in college, in university. Some of us go for, you know, from grade one to grade one for a season until you are a substance of what you become. So all things that the Father has, he says, is mine. Therefore I say that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. The Holy Spirit gives us the understanding of the things of the kingdom of God. Do you know the scripture says that my people perish for lack of what? Knowledge. Understanding. We miss many times. Isaiah chapter 11. Give us Isaiah 11, 1 to 2. If you may, on the board, please. Isaiah chapter 11, 1 to 2. So that we may see what is, is required of us. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Verse 2. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom, understanding, the spirit of the counsel and might, the spirit of the knowledge of the fear of the Lord. Verse 3. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. Now, one thing that I want to, to show you here is that there are seven, those are, if you read in that passage there, just in that passage there, there is this, there is these seven dimensions that the Lord desires us to walk so that we may be endowed with the Spirit of God to be able to showcase the kingdom of God. And it is very clear there. It is very clear there. And I put this this way, number one, the lordship of the Lord. Number two, the spirit of wisdom. Wisdom. And that's why Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7, the Bible says, Wisdom is the principal thing. When you get wisdom, don't just get wisdom. Get understanding on top of it. Because you can get wisdom, but you are, you are a man of no understanding. And you see, in the kingdom of God, when the Holy Spirit comes on us, one dimension of the Spirit of God is just that dimension of speaking in tongues. You can speak in tongues. But there are other many things that the Holy Spirit does. Like to teach us and to remind us things pertaining to the nature of the Father. The Holy Spirit. That's why when we get wisdom, we should be very careful we don't just remain there wise, but get understanding. Now, look back in that scripture in the book of Luke where Jesus said, Whom will I liken to a wise man? The person that built on a, on a rock. The rock is who? Is Christ. And even it became clear to us today, and we were told by, by Pastor Nero that we are part of that rock. We are part of that kingdom the way he put it 
are part of that rock. Jesus is this foundation. And we are part of that. So, we need to be connected so much with him so that we may do as he commands of us. And do you know when they received the Holy Spirit, then the Bible says, they went out, they shared the kingdom of God wherever they went. You know, think of these 12 men that probably in their day they were not as learned as we are. But they, excuse me, they knew how to fish. They knew some of them how to keep accounting books. Minus Judas. <laughs> but Jesus still put him there. <laughs> but Jesus kept this man inside there. With their trade, with the, wherever they had, he called them to himself. He gave his life for them. He empowered them and sent them out. And you know, there is one time they came and, tell, and told Jesus, Oh, today, hey, I'm telling you, witnessing was powerful. Even the demons, they obeyed us. They told them, hey, guys, wait a minute. Do not rejoice because the demons, they got out or they submitted. Rejoice, for your names are written in heaven. And I tend to see how our churches, especially let me talk to most of us that have come from Africa, how the greatest concentration on a Sunday morning is casting out of devils, January to December. It is like we cast them, they stand at the door and waiting. I came out of uh, so and so. Now I am going again with an old force the whole week. Then on... on <laughs> So get understanding. Jesus Christ was able to walk and demonstrate understanding. May the Lord give us understanding to do his perfect will. May the Lord give us understanding to apply his principles in our lives and live kingdom consciously everywhere we go. Number four, there was counsel. Counsel is very good. Many people, Christians, engage in warfare without counsel. Do you know, let me tell you this, not every battle you are called to fight. Some of us, are, we, we, we expose ourselves and our families to some things that are not supposed to. So much. Because you say, you have you ever tried to pull a dog when the dog is not conscious? Have you ever tried to leave about even the dog, the cat? You, I'm telling you, it rises with this anger and scratches you. You know in America they remove the paw, so it doesn't spread. Our cats, we keep them in home to kill mice and rats. We don't remove And they stay out there. We call them out there, kiri, kiri, kiri. They come, we pet them out there. Because our seats are expensive. <laughs> we don't want damage. Understanding, counsel. Please, if the need God has released and brought the reality of the kingdom, take counsel before you engage in any battles. Not every battle you're supposed to say, now come. Some battles you beat them by silence. Your silence when the enemy is throwing the arrows, you just rejoice. They wonder what's wrong with you. They shake you to provoke you. But inside you have the peace of God like a river. Counsel is good. Seek for counsel. You know, the session this morning 
came to us. I don't know if you guys were sensing in the spirit. The session this morning with Pastor Leroy was very prophetic. Everything he says to Pastor Andy, to me, to Wanyoike, to, to the leadership of the church, everything was very prophetic. Good students go back and revisit the message. Yes. What, what? What? Because some things you might miss here and there. But when you are there focusing alone, the spirit keeps speaking to you and reminding you and teaching you. You know me, I wrote down the prophecy that came to Pastor Andy. Me, I wrote the one, I wrote, I wrote more points on what came to Pastor Andy. Because I want to see those things coming. Amen. I want to one day and stand and say, I was on that mountain when the Lord spoke. Yes. Right now, we might not tell a lot of people. You remember when Jesus on the mountain of configuration, transfiguration. Yes. After this is my son, I want you to listen to him. When Jesus came down and he knew these three had already received a certain level of revelation and dimension, they think that he, said, he told them, until after my resurrection. Yes. Don't share. Hey, some of us, we need to shut our mouths. Yes. We hear something small, we just go bubbling. And today I was bubbling a lot of things there too. <laughs> to three ladies there. But, but I felt they needed to hear that. Maybe they have overstayed. They know themselves. <laughs> the other thing is that, or let me say this before, when there is counsel, you are able to win your battles and warfare strategically. And that's why they would, whenever the children of Israel wanted, or like Moses, or like David, or like Jehoshaphat, whenever they wanted to take a new territory, a new kingdom, whenever they wanted to take over and beat and take a certain territory, they would go to the Lord. Lord, do you think if I go and win and fight these battles, I will win? God will even give them strategy. I want you this particular day to make sure that you are still and know that I am Jehovah. I will fight for you. When the, when the, when the, when the ocean or the river or the Jordan was there, then God demands or commands Moses, let the singers, let those that are carrying the act that represented the presence of God to walk before carried on the shoulders of men, and as they touched the water, they walked. And that's why you see, when America wanted to go and fight, you, rem you remember the battles when they, they came into America's ground and they bombed. You know the history of America better than I do. When America now regained themselves. They, they had to get strategy of going into Hiroshima, wherever they are, and do all these battles, isn't it? Please, don't just wake up in the morning and feel it is that today I am fighting with the devil. No, no, no. The devil was fought Kitambo. And that's why the Bible says in the book of Corinthians, our, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, principalities, forces of darkness. But you have to be endowed by the power of God to be able to stand. There is a servant of God. Was it Joshua? Was, I'm trying to remember. Was it Joshua that Satan came to accuse him because his garment was filthy? Ooh! The garment that he was... Because of his covering was filthy. And then the Lord said, I rebuke you, Satan. Then he said, now go and change his garment. Dress him well. Hey, let me tell you. May you walk under an accurate covering of God over your life. 
And you know our, the garment that covers us is called righteousness. When you don't have the righteousness of God, even if you're in the kingdom, you will be attacked. You'll be attacked. Some loopholes in our lives. So counsel is good. The other thing is might. Number five or six is knowledge. Number seven, it is the fear of God. One way we are going to demonstrate the fear of God, it is by how we walk and carry ourselves in this present kingdom of God. How we carry, how we walk, will show what kind of people we are. Now, we were told in the morning that Christ is the Messiah. Christos in Greek. And it means the anointed one or the sent one. The concentrated one. Or else, one that has been set apart. And you know, in the last, until today, I believe there's still people in the Israel, they are still waiting for a Messiah. And you see, they have this concept of, uh, of uh, even they, would, they, they asked Jesus one time, the disciples, are, are you telling us you are going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Because these people had, they had been humiliated. They were under bondage for so long. For them to get the kingdom, Hey, you know when you get dominion, and it was clear to us today, you don't get dominion over your, your fellow brothers and sisters. You don't dominate them. But probably that was the concept that was in their mind. They were like, hey, we have seriously been sat on. Can I translate that in Swahili? <laughs> I think I've translated that from Swahili. Seriously, we've been sat on to Mekaliwa. <laughs> it is our time now to reign and rule. When the reality, that revelation of the kingdom come to us, we will love even our enemies. We will pray for them. Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says, How God anointed Jesus, Acts 10, 38 to 39. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. The same power came upon them in the book of Acts. They were anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. The Holy Spirit comes and then you get power. Because when you have power, you have ability. Sometimes your appearance in certain territories, like I have told you, you don't just go shouting so that the devil may hear you come. The devil will only know there is something new that has entered this environment. And now I, I, and that person has come like a key. Once they have entered the environment, they unlock new dimensions of God and certain parts and leave. Because this is a new man. He's a new man born of God. A new man endowed by the glory of God. So when you come into certain territories, you know I was sharing with one of our brothers, he's not here this evening. Yesterday when I was sharing, he came and he was giving me a testimony. He was like, you know what, Pastor Kibe? When I'm there in the hospital, sometimes some of these local doctors and nurses, they don't want to go into this room, especially when the patient has an issue, probably a, a mental issue. Some, some of them, they don't want to go into this room. But when he goes there, he goes there praying prayerfully. And immediately he goes there, the atmosphere changes. The atmosphere changes. And so these other nurses and doctors come in and they're like, what, what did you do? 
What, what, what different did you do? I was just inside there a few minutes and I called you to help. You've gone there, the person that was throwing tantrums and whatever, they've just come down. They've just come down. Because this person, you know, when the kingdom of God is, is in you, you are carrying a government. You are carrying an authority. You are carrying dominion. The power of God is in you. I'm telling you. You know, sometimes, you know, I like what Pastor Leroy emphasized. We don't need to pray for what we have. Wasting precious time of God in an hour. Oh God, oh God, I beg you, Father. Today, if you don't, why, oh God, oh Lord, if you don't, Lord. And it's like you're threatening God, like the way your, our children does. <laughs> we need, it, you know, we don't need just to desire the Holy Spirit. Desire even the power that comes with it. Yes. You know, I'm preaching and I'm trying to think at the same time about some things that I need to put in order in my life. That we have played, we have played childishness so much with God. Until God looks at us, it's like, when will my son, my corporate son, mature and know that I have already? The Bible says, it, it has pleased the Father to give you the kingdom. Anointing is the work of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. The outpouring. Like in that day of the Pentecost. I still remember my encounter. Like the way Andy has been giving me testimony. I was asking this about Pastor Lero even before I met him. And he said, this is one guy, one man, when I was a youth and I was desiring, he was our pastor, he prayed for me and I received the Holy Spirit. And this relationship, you see, it is not from yesterday. It has been there for a while. There is a walking together. They can relate through the, the thick and the thin, the valleys and the mountain. They, some, they can relate. So when the anointing comes on us, desire more of the school of the Holy Spirit. I like uh, 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 about what uh, Pastor James, who is my leader, said one day. He said that we've been having Bible schools, but we need now to have schools of the Bible. We've been having Bible schools, but now we need to have schools of the Bible. And that's why sometimes you see in this extreme, extreme wherever religions and wherever, especially like Muslims, the way they teach their children, the fundamentals of Islam. The other day we were, we, I, was, I was watching on YouTube how they, they initiate a baby born. Like your baby. That small daughter of yours. Initiating a child to jihad by taking a, a gun and, hey, that one was scared. Shooting a gun at a small baby. That is introduction. So that the baby may start hearing at that, those blowing at that act. I'm, I'm used to this. When Christians are giving the baby cereal and TV the whole day, they wake up early, they teach them about their doctrine, their way of life, teaching them. To recite. And then you're saying you're going to have dominion. Then you're saying you're going to take it by fire. By hey, Which fire? There are many fires. I know there is fire. There is fire of gas. There is fire of gas. There is gasoline. Which fire? Gunfire. Listen to baby. 
The anointing is of the Spirit, and the power also should be of the Spirit. Did you get that? The anointing that will come upon our lives should be of the Spirit, and the power should be of the Spirit. When the anointing of the Spirit comes on a man, he will go out doing according to the order of God. The Bible says Jesus, when the Holy Spirit came upon him, he went doing good, sharing the good news. That's why it's called good news. It is not good until it is good. It is not good until God is involved in. It is not good until the Holy Spirit and the power are there. The kingdom of God will be shared. God desires to make an anointed one out of all of us. God looks at that. He wants to look at these people that will generate the kingdom everywhere they go. Carrying his anointing. And I wrote this down that the anointed man is the one whom the Spirit of God has taken residence in them. Then these men will walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. And this man will be so bold to introduce the kingdom wherever they go. Anointing is from the anointed one, the anointed one, Jesus Christ. Anointing is the anointing that comes from the Father. And God wants us to walk in that dominion in the Holy Spirit. When it shall come upon you, you will be free even to share your testimony. Yes. When it comes upon you. And let me encourage us, church, tonight, even as we put this to a comma. I want to encourage us. Let us befriend the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not it. The Holy Spirit is a person. He desires intimacy and relationship. He desires every morning you wake up and you fellowship with him. He desires to carry you and to show you which road to bypass, which one to pass. Where you put that pass of yours, ladies, on that chair, on that seat in the car. Hey, he wants to sit next to you. He wants to reason with you. You know, those of us that come from Kenya, we say, I, I, felt, I felt something, kikitu. It's not kikitu. Yeye ni kitu. He is a person, yeye ni mtu. He wants us. He's longing for you, that you're here. Give us first John two. First John two. First John two. Verse twenty. We we'll read a couple of verses there. First John chapter two. Verse twenty. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. And I want us to follow this very careful. We read up to around verse 27. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. And you know all things. Let's keep reading. And I have not written to you because you do not know the truth. But because you know it. And that no lie is of the truth. Let's keep going. Who is a liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Wait there. The anointed. The liar is the one that refuses to acknowledge about the Messiah, the anointed, the sent one, the set apart. Then it continues to say, 
He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. As much as you guys are waiting for the Antichrist, he is already with you in your place of work. In those schools, whoever does what refuses to acknowledge and denies that Christ is the anointed, is an Antichrist. It's a spirit that has filtrated itself in our system today. They tell us today, don't share. Don't say about Jesus. Get him out of our system. Get him out of our schools. Get him out of our whatever. Isn't it? Isn't that what we are, we are being told today? Why? Because it is, a, it is not only a thing, but it's a, it's a spirit. And that's why those of us that confess Jesus and want to propagate the kingdom of God, we should be endowed with the Holy Spirit and the power from above. That will be the distinction. When we appear, they must disappear. They must pass and leave. There are no, there are no otherwise. If you want to know that you don't have the power of God, you enter an atmosphere that is it is just evil. When you start feeling like you, you are okay, I'm telling you, watch out. You just watch out. He left you a long time ago. But that's why we are being cautioned to, to, to check our, ourselves. Excuse me. And remember where we have backslidden. Where have we fallen down? We should go back and repent. Because if we, are, if we are not called or hot, what will happen? Yeah. If we are not here or we are not there, you, you would rather be one and people know where you are. I have this friend of mine, a young man, early 20s. He has a small business close to our house. I have taken him to church, I think, three or four times. And he doesn't come any other time. But any time, any moment I feel I'm free, I call him. Hey, bro, where are you? Can we meet at this joint? And we, we like eating mishkaki. You see those meat on a stick, uh, roasted on a whatever. What do you call them here? Chess kebab. Is that Dutch or German? <laughs> So we call them Mishkaki. So we would go and sit them somewhere. Because I, I, I give him because he, he wants it. And you know he's huge, he's tall. He's very young but taller than me. And very, so we would sit down and I would share with him. He actually he called. Every time he, he writes me or he calls me, he, the, the first thing will come out of his mouth will be like, Hey, Muchungaj. And no, he calls me his pastor. I have, I have shared grace with this young man. He doesn't come to our church. But in a month's time, I'm telling you, in a month's time or between a month, he will tithe to me twice. Tithe. That just... So even the people in the church, they don't do that. Tithe twice. That amazes me. Advance and man, man. He just he just tells me, hey, God. And you know in Kikuyu the, the way he makes it so funny. It's like, like it yangu, I have not done it, but I will work on it. I never told him. I wasn't after getting money out of him, but just talking to him. You know that he asked me questions. And I answer him. And he finds, he finds grace in me. He can come in my house, we eat supper, children go to bed, we sit down and talk. He's never said yes to Jesus. But he just, there is a certain, there is a certain heart and willingness to learn. 
that I don't see those that are in the church doing it. So this spirit is all over. Be careful. The spirit of Antichrist. The anointing will come on us and gives us the ability. It will actually give us the nature, the character of God. The anointing. In this kingdom, we need the operating system of God within us to function. Your gas, your, your car needs gas, either diesel or what do you call it? Gasolino. Isn't it? For it to operate. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to enable us to walk with God so that his kingdom will be known in our own localities, in our own jurisdictions. When we don't have it, I'm telling you we'll have a lot of problems. Dominion is in the Holy Spirit. There is three levels of men. There is a natural man, not born again. That's a natural man. There is a carnal man. The carnal man is born, but is not conformed to Christ. They are there in the church. And then there is this spiritual man. A spiritual man is one that is already conformed fully inside there, in the, in the spirit, is inside Christ. Connected in this anointing. Connected in this nature of the Father. We are part, we are part of that rock. That betrayal. And that's why the Lord, after the fall of the first Adam, when he comes back, he journeys us for three and a half years. And he tells us to, to wait, to tarry and wait and receive the Holy Spirit. Because in receiving the Holy Spirit, we get now the dominion of God. The operating systems of God are deep within us. And we are able to go out and function as the Father wants. I have heard the statement that Pastor Leroy took microphone. I have heard another preacher say that. And it, it, I felt, wow. He says this. He says something about the ambassadors. And then he says this. The word of a king, when a king decrees, the word becomes law. It's a stamp. He cannot, he cannot take the word. That's why in our presidential democratic system, Today, Uhuru Kenyatta of Kenya can say something. Tomorrow, they can abuse him as wherever. They don't care. He's a president. They don't care. Democracy. Hey. That's why in the kingdom of God, there is no democracy. Mm -mm. God does not operate the way we do. Hey, let me tell you. He doesn't operate. There is no election. Hey. Have you ever heard? And even the church needs to come to that dimension. The church needs to come to that, that dimension. Actually, if you, I don't want to go into that area. But if you look at the church, it is very few times. There was a reason as why they, they cast out law. There was a reason why they, like election, they cast out. There was a reason in the New Testament. But it was by appointment. All is on there. The kingdom of God is within you. When you have Christ walking the power of the Holy Spirit, 
if, if, if you so feel like you don't have that connection with the Holy Spirit, because it is him that reminds us of the dominion of God and the reality of God in us. When you feel like it's not there, please, the Bible says, seek, seek, and you shall find. Knock, the door shall be opened. Ask, and it shall be given. And that's what we are going to do in the season that God is going to bring transformation. And that's why we talked earlier in the weekend, we say there has to be new mind within us. And it's called the mind of Christ. And Paul writes to the church in in, in, in Philippians, and he said, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Because this natural man that is not born again will only think of the things that are there. Then the carnal man will only think of he's born again, but does not choose to go deeper, does not choose to you know, Psalms 42, I believe, verse 7, the Bible says, deep calls to deep. If you want deeper things of the kingdom, then you must leave the comfort zone. You must seek deeper and try your best to have deeper relationship with God. And in the secret place, the Father will reveal himself to you. There, he will. He will not disappoint you. Because we are not orphans. We are sons. But as long as the heir is a child, the inheritance, the dominion, everything is kept to a trustee, to a custodian. Until you mature up, then it is given to you. I have a friend of mine who has now, he's now regenerating the wealth of his father in Kenya. Very young man, maybe he's right now like 28. But when he was, when the, when the parents died, everything they had, they lived in Eldoret, everything they had was put to a custodian until he got to, the parents said not 18, 20 years. The will had been written. Even after he finished, he had something he wanted, he could not assess it. Until the day, that paper, when they walked there, then the custodian signed the last paper and, said, and pulled away. Now he's a mature son. He's educated two sisters in South Africa. There's a sister in, a, in, in the university right now, uh, USIU University, the United States University in Nairobi. He himself he has studied in Uganda. He matured up, took responsibility. As much as we talk about dominion and kingdom, we must mature up, I'm telling you. We must mature up if we have to conquer. Otherwise, if we just remain at the shallow waters, mm -mm, some things will be kept. They will be hidden until we mature up. But a spiritual man is a man that has been conformed fully to the spirit in Christ Jesus. Be conformed. Be transformed. Dominion requires that that mind be put in us. The substance is the Holy Spirit. The anointing that we are looking for is in the Holy Spirit. Nowhere else. Nobody even can lay hands for you. You just need to ask the Father. Ask of Him. Ask of Him. And that's why John 14, 26. John 14, 26 says, But the Helper... 
the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance all things that I say to you. Then also in John 15, 26. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, whom proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. The church needs that. You see that part of truth. That part of truth. We need to get that back into our churches. The spirit that proceeds from God is able to bring transformation and create things according to how God wants. We were told about ambassador. When an ambassador goes to a new country, he works and operates on the word of the sender. He represents. If he doesn't represent, he's called back. He's answerable to the sending body or the person that sent it. If they start showing they are speaking something contrary to the sender, they are called back. And that's why you see, when a new president comes, after he has reshuffled his cabinet and all this, he goes even further to recall all the ambassadors. Then he has time with them and see who is for his interest. To understand his mind, how he's governing, how he's ruling, and then he, he, he just changes. Now you, you can go back there, go back to another place. When the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom I shall send to you from the Father, when the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the mouth of the Father, when he comes, he will testify of me. This is Jesus saying. He will not testify of anything else. Do you know what, what we are learning there? We are learning about oneness. We are talking about unity. We are talking about walking together. Let this mind be in you. Tell your neighbor, have the mind of Christ. Then you will have dominion. The Holy Spirit was given so that he may birth a new nature. The nature of the Father within us. And what the Spirit birth is spirit. What the flesh birth is flesh. That's what the scripture says. Whatever is born of the Spirit is Whatever is born of the flesh, you cannot marry a man, Becky, then you, you start giving sons in the spirit. You will give sons that are looking like you and him. And it's going to come soon. <laughs> and when the spirit of God comes on a man, and they dwell there, then this man that is endowed with the Spirit of God will have the ability to operate in the kingdom system of God on the earth. This man that is born of the Spirit is the man that will have dominion. Because the system of the world tells you, you rule over others for you to have a better life. So you make them work 15 hours. You make them work 12 hours. Dominion. Write this down. Dominion can only be received in sonship. Can only be received in sonship when we know who we are. I'm a son of God. That is when dominion becomes a reality in the kingdom of God. 
the greatest hindrance for us to operate in the dominion of God is the flesh. The carnality of man. This mind of the flesh is the greatest hindrance for us to move into the nature and the level that God wants us to. So if you want to gain in the kingdom a mileage, if you want to upgrade yourself, upgrade yourself in the spirit. Upgrade yourself in the spirit. Build up yourself in thy most holy faith. That's what Jude says, 1.18. Isn't it? Building up yourself in your most holy faith. Praying in the spirit. Desiring. Because once you don't do that, I'm telling you, you will lose it. Adam was the son of God. Go and read Luke chapter 2. The last verse is there. Adam, God created his, he made this man that he created in his image as his son. When God looks at this son, then God feels that everything that we have entrusted on our son will go as we want. So for us to be able to conquer, before even we say we are going to conquer that land and, and, and do this and do that, let us conquer the flesh within us. The flesh that tries to tell us, ah, you can amount to nothing. The flesh that tries to burn. We conquer our flesh. When I'm able to tell my flesh, no. Do you know why sometimes the devil laughs at us? Do you know why sometimes the devil feels like we are playing hide and seek with him? It's because we associate ourselves with him and then we come to touch and then we try to cast him out. Now he's asking himself, where do you want me to go? Oh, you are joking, one. Where do you want me to go? Because he knows on Monday you'll be together. Then he hits you. Uh, yesterday you were showing them that you are... <laughs> so he laughs at us. When the church is living in a certain way out there, but inside here, we are different. The more we become closer to God, the more we see how weak we are. Nobody, including me, nobody is, has arrived here and say so. But there is what Jesus reminds us. I have made you a complete. In other times, you are perfect as long as you are in him. Minus him, you will always be seeing your weak opponents. The enemy will always be reminding you, hey, you forgot. Two years you are smoking. Hey, you forgot. You for you know. I used to have this one teacher who come in our class in the Bible school. We always sing this one song. Complete, complete. We are complete. Hallelujah. He kept reminding us that. Complete. We are. And the, and the teacher loved the book of Colossians. He loved it. The, me, the guy can memorize that book. The Holy Spirit, when he comes on you, in this kingdom impartation season, he will make you complete. Amen. Appear before God. As you come closer to God, he will show you the areas in your life. Be it your attitude, anything. Even me, when I appear before God, I see there are things that I need to work. So, by, by the virtue of me standing here, I'm not trying to segregate and say, I am better than you. I am challenging us, not you. I'm challenging all of us to crave more of the relationship with the anointed one. Yes. 
the Messiah. The more we know him, we will find ourselves. We will find where we have erred. We will rectify our mind. The more we come closer to him, do you know what he will do through the Holy Spirit? He will teach us. He will remind us. We will get his counsel, his direction, and we will become effective kingdom men and women. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let me stop there tonight. Let me stop there tonight. Let us stand on our feet.